Everything you wanted to know about building a talent-driven organization. Insights and practical advice from leaders at the top of their game. In conversation with Belong's co-founder, Rashad Cole and chief evangelist, Adil Bandukwala. Starting in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is Belong Accelerate. Diversity and inclusion. The two words that are encapsulating most business discussions today. Leaders increasingly understand that not having a diverse organization and an inclusive culture is a systemic problem and therefore individual iterations on the fly alone will just not work. And now is the time to initiate that change. My guest today is leading this change and she's been championing this cause and this change itself for very many years. I'm super excited to be conversing with her today. Hello everyone, this is Adil Bandukwala, your host at Belong Accelerate and we've got with us today Smriti Krishna Singh, Chief Human Resources Officer at Flipkart. With a bachelor's in psychology and an MBA in HR and a passion to redefine the HR function, Smriti has worked in multiple industries with giants like General Electric, NBC Universal, Genpact and most recently Sony where she was the architect of SPN's people philosophy. She also led SPN's journey to being recognized amongst India's best employers. Today, as Flipkart's CHRO, she's leading and driving the business transformation agenda at one of the world's most iconic companies. Welcome to Belong Accelerate, Smriti. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Adil. I'm, I'm really pleased to be talking to you today and uh, I'm aware of the great work that Belong does and uh, so happy to be a part of this podcast. Thank you, Smriti. Smriti, the theme for our discussion today is diversity and inclusion, the need for a transformative culture. Smithy, the conversation around diversity and inclusion has been there for a while now. You know, after fragmented discussions here and there, it's picked up pace recently and it's been due for a long, long time. What do you think changed? Why are we seeing this much needed reform? Why are we seeing more attention on diversity and inclusion right now than we've ever before? I think that's a great question because the problems, like you said, have been uh, with us from time immemorial. I think society is changing. And when society changes, that change comes into corporations as well. And today, inclusion is not really an option. You know, when you think about how the world has changed through technology, the millennials that have come into the workforce, the extent of collaboration that they naturally bring because of the experiences that they have, it has created a far more compelling case for inclusion. And the reason I'm mentioning inclusion is because, uh, you know, inclusion is the first step towards creating more diversity. You know, it starts with including someone, starts with listening to ideas. And when you do that, you automatically create the right uh, foundation for uh, diversity. And that's why I think you're seeing some real traction happening now. Very interesting what you said, Smriti, you know, particularly about those three things. One is the millennial generation, which is the audience, to the way the world of work has changed, which is collaboration at the heart of it. And lastly, uh, you even talked about when these two come together and there is an overarching org narrative that allows this energy to foster, that's when true inclusion happens. And that's where you need to start with. So glad to hear that, Smithy. Smithy, my next question is that, you know, even though the case for diversity is pretty obvious, the reality has been abysmal. People have started to take the right steps in this direction. What are your three most crucial pieces of advice to business leaders who are trying to drive this agenda and make this a reality in their companies today? 
I believe that this change has to start at the top. Otherwise, it just ends up being, you know, lip service to the cause. And uh, I do appreciate that not every business leader necessarily has the life experiences that make them believe at the heart of it that this is important. So the first thing I would do is work on that intent. And I find that generally uh, business leaders who have, you know, daughters or who have come from a background where, you know, their mothers were working or, you know, have working wives, etc tend to get it a little bit more uh, you know naturally that you know why is this to do it because they also uh, you know it becomes very personal for them to say that hey i want my daughter to go into a workplace that is um, you know inclusive so the first thing i would do is work on the intent you know there are many programs around unconscious bias around uh, the kind of um, problems and narratives that women face at the workplace i think just engaging with women in their teams to find out what is the right balance to find out what is it that they really need because women are also not looking for uh, you know patronizing leaders and i think sometimes leaders go the other way and believe that you know we should do so much more extra you know if she's expecting a child i should go and ask her does she want to continue this role which can actually you know backfire and create uh, more issues so i think it's very important to get that balance right and to really understand what is it that you are trying to solve for you are trying to solve for equity not necessarily equality because the reality is that there are differences between men and women but you want to make sure that for example if um, you know a woman comes back from uh, maternity she may need that extra leg up compared to someone else right that is equity that's not necessarily equality so i think the first is to get the intent right the second is to have very clear goals again goals gets misunderstood uh when we say that you know you must hire x percentage of women you know there is this narrative that goes around in the corridor saying that oh okay now you know i have to hire a woman talent no one's asking you to hire low quality people the narrative actually should be that everything being equal am i increasing my pipeline of women to come into the workforce because again the reality is that that pipeline is weaker which means that you have to work harder to get the best candidate to the table and you have to be ready to invest in that hard work which means you might have to wait a little bit longer etc right so i think the second thing is to have very measurable goals and what i would say is work on the input goals so one of the goals that we have is you know what is our uh, talent pipeline going to be do we have at least one woman on the slate for uh, senior jobs you know if we don't then we need to you know look harder for that slate we're not necessarily at this point pushing saying that you know you must hire a woman candidate we are saying you must at least meet a few women candidates the other thing we're doing is to say that okay on the panel itself do you have a woman leader So I think there are various steps that you can take various goals that you can set in order to move that agenda forward and the third really is to measure right so if you have a north star for example for us we've said that we want to uh, double in 2 years so we've said uh, uh, you know the ratio will go 2x to y that's sort of our goal that we have set so we have that north star we're working on a lot of input metrics i think it's important to have that and we've seen that when you provide that north star you know change happens last month i was at the fulfillment center and it was so heartening to see you know 50 women in a short span of a few months working there in the center and that does take investment it takes investment from a mindset perspective it takes investment from an infrastructure perspective so basic facilities i mean do you have a restroom or not support from managers support from hr and that's where i come back to the concept of equity 
right you do have to take those measures and it's okay to take those measures because you're trying to use that to get people on an equal plane and there is no compromise on performance and in fact we have seen that the women that we've hired in the supply chain you know their their csat scores uh, their productivity scores their absenteeism is lower you know all of the metrics the business metrics are are better you know it's really like that uh, underdog wanting to prove themselves right so it's about giving that underdog a chance i guess so you have to be intentional you have to really convince yourself why you're doing this and it's okay to go through programs that are exposing you to that it's okay to interact a little bit more uh, at an honest level with the women on your team to figure out what is the right balance that i need to strike and then to have you know various input metrics measures around what you will do differently and finally to have like a north star that you you know kind of really Really, uh, go for and you know hold yourself accountable to. Fantastic! Love the passion with which you brought that out, Smriti. Uh, and to summarize, you know, it's uh, like Smriti said, it's really about starting with intent, having clear goals, engaging with the talent pool, finding the right balance. uh embracing diversity even in your processes it's not just about hiring people right and then eventually asking yourself are you measuring it right are you communicating what you measure have you identified what your north star is and then eventually of course don't compromise on performance so thanks so much uh, smriti for giving us that perspective smriti another thing that we observed over these years is that even though diversity and inclusion seem obvious and necessary there are a lot of bottlenecks practically speaking to instill the thought and cultivate this as a practice is quite hard indeed in an ideal world this will not be a discussion it will actually be the norm so to reach from point a to point b how do we begin how do you change the perspective around how bias is a major issue how do you instill diversity in the fabric of an organization you know i'm a big believer of data and so is uh, flipkart so i'll talk a little bit about what we've done here we did employee surveys we did uh, specific data cuts of what uh, women employees are saying feeling we looked at promotion data we looked at attrition data and all of that and uh, we then uh, you know really took it back to the leaders because it really does start at the top right we uh, nominated two of our very senior leaders as co-sponsors of the diversity initiative emily mcneil who's our group cfo and uh, rishi vasudev who's uh, our uh, group head for fashion and uh, together with them we took it back to the leaders the data and uh, the need for change you know we got their commitment and you know took their questions and honestly some of their questions were very honest very you know really wanting to understand what the problem is about right so i think if you have a very clear problem statement that everyone commits to you know that's part of the journey that you know being successful on this the first part of it like i said is is starting from the top getting commitment from the top the second part of it is uh, exposure and experience to uh, biases at the workplace that can exist through uh, developmental programs through actual interactions and encouraging managers to interact with that uh, you know we've also incorporated uh, unconscious bias training uh, which we're looking to roll out to all managers as part of the overall manager capability so when we say you know you are a flipkart manager what is uh, the definition of that and part of that we're saying is you have to be very careful and watchful of uh, unconscious bias the other part of this is your policies and practices so i think uh, making sure that you have the right 
programs that you know enable women talent to you know feel comfortable if they are seeking say certain uh, flexibility requirements or not seeking it you know and providing a a safe zone for managers to talk about what they are uncomfortable uh, you know discussing with uh, some of their women talent i think to catch unconscious biases at the workplace one it is very important to be self aware about what kind of biases that i may be creating or i may be having in my mind and uh, second is to ensure that the organization has the right systems and practices to be able to train for it to be able to catch for it and i think um, uh, the third is to keep the feedback loops open with employees with managers you know and provide that uh, safety net where honest conversations can happen right uh, thanks uh, for that smriti you started out with data and then you kind of spoke about how you're doing this across the org and i wanted to kind of link that with my next question smriti you spoke about data but then flipkart is big on technology and you're a technology company first smriti with this advent of data machine learning artificial intelligence these three pillars are pillars that companies want to stick to and the conversation today is not only expanded but there is a necessity to ensure diversity stays at the core of automation too at the very heart of technology to achieve that what are things that you are planning to focus on immediately and how do you build and foster a diversity and inclusion culture via technology can it be technology enabled just want to to get your thoughts and do a little bit of future gazing here so i don't know if i'm going to be answering your question directly but i'll tell you what's top on my, top of mind when you ask that question so we are in the process of uh, rolling out a chatbot and one of the conversations we had is uh, you know instead of having uh, a male voice which is what was suggested why can't we have avatars so that you know employees can choose whatever voice that they that they prefer and you know it's been done before in you know google maps and stuff like that and i think that's also one sort of in a lighter vein or in in some ways you know how you can um, be more inclusive in your thinking because the traditional thinking is hey here's a chatbot its name is whatever and you know it's going to ask these questions but it's also you know the voice the tonality the the gender you know people should have a choice to choose whoever they feel more comfortable with even you know when it's a robotic sort of a automated sort of a chatbot the other part of it is uh, the chatbot itself is uh, you know providing the feature of getting more information engaging with employees in a way that they want to be engaged with so because we, our place is very very informal that again the tonality the way the chatbot you know approaches the employee etc should be in line with how the employee feels comfortable i think thinking through all of these things from an hr perspective uh, you know creates a bit more uh, likability for some of the hr processes which otherwise you know might come across as very uh, you know kind of uh, standard and you know like oh, i have to fill up this form or i have to do that's one the second part of it and uh, you know we're still evolving in that is i was telling my team that if you know if it's easier to sort of order an uber than you know apply for leave or do any of the hr processes then we've missed the game a little bit so i think it'll be great uh, you know to see and as we evolve that there is a flipkart for employees right where is it that employees can go and with great ease uh, you know whether it's on the site whether it's on the mobile app etc that they are able to do it because that's their life today so if you want to be included uh, you know it's not so much about saying hey this is my hr process it's more about saying okay this is how you process your life today you do everything on the app with a click of a button etc can i get you to do that for all of my hr processes and to be very honest we are evolving a little bit there i love the fact on how your personalizing communication and engagement org wide and love the fact that 
a business leader is actually focusing on two core things one is user experience and second is employee experience and trying to figure out not what is it that i really need to communicate but what are the employees or users really going to enjoy and feel comfortable on because that's how you're going to get engagement really going up so fantastic perspective there smriti smriti my last formal question to you what will be your key action points for chros and business leaders to promote inclusivity and diversity in the org at all points and across levels what are one or two key things the c suite can contribute here i mean like i said before i think it's very important to be intentional and not to lose focus of it because when you're trying to drive change you have to get enough people to buy into that change and leaders have that uh, power and that status where they can do that so if they saw that as a responsibility that they have to fulfill along with you know meeting the numbers and doing what's right for the business this is also something that is absolutely right for the business so i think uh, it's important till it becomes a Uh, you know we reach a tipping point where it becomes second nature to the company that leaders should just stay focused on and like i said you know having goals helps to stay focused interacting with uh, employees helps to stay focused so there needs to be some sort of an ongoing rhythm where they catch themselves on when they feel like hey i got too busy and i, I didn't necessarily focus on this till it becomes second nature once it becomes second nature then none of this is required but early investment i think is required That's a wrap on the formal segment of our podcast Smriti would love to do a quick informal segment with you this is for our listeners to get to really know you as a person Smriti uh, my first question is one publication that you'd recommend to someone to subscribe who you've met at a casual brunch what's your go to publication that you like to get advice slash stay updated from If it was a uh, diversity related I would say that the last book I read that I thought was fairly good was Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg having said that you know i i i do enjoy some of the ted talks that uh, come up on different kind of areas it doesn't have to be business or corporate but uh, just the way people are thinking is is very very uh, you know fascinating and i think ted talks covers a lot of that from a life perspective as well and the third thing i enjoy reading is the very old traditional you know there is a sacred space that comes in uh, the newspaper i think it's the times of india or or so which kind of comes up with these very nuggets of wisdom right on uh, spiritual wisdom and so forth I, i just find all of these things fairly interesting yeah Awesome. Got that Smriti. Smriti, what fictional character storyline would you like to change if you had the chance? Snow White. I mean it takes the uh, sort of the kiss of a prince to wake her up and uh, you know and for her to find her happily ever after. I think she was very happy with the dwarfs. Uh, <laughs> you know and uh, perhaps if there was another ending that uh, allowed her to stay with the dwarfs and uh, you know I, that may have been uh, a good one for me. All right. Your favorite comic book character Smriti? Okay now that diversity is stuck in my head <laughs> I would say Wonder Woman I think she is uh, obviously you know powerful but at the same time uh, sensitive I think the character is fairly fairly well rounded and I guess the movie is there's a recency effect of the movie on my head so uh, that that's the character I would pick Smriti if you were on an island and you could bring only three things what would you bring I would bring uh, my husband my daughter and a glass of wine actually a bottle of wine The most interesting person you follow on social media. 
I follow many people actually. Uh, you know, some some are just more from a humor perspective. I think they just criticize anything and everything in the world, and it just gives me a, a laugh. But I I find Anand Mahindra very interesting. I think he's got a good take on uh, business. He engages very well with uh, his audience. He's uh, invested in music. He has a wider perspective of life that I find very interesting. He he finds good nuggets from his experience that he shares. Yeah, he's the one I would pick. Smriti, we've we've done close to sixty podcasts on Belong Accelerate, and at least ten leaders have said that their favorite leader on social media to follow is Anand Mahindra, and I completely second that because I'm a huge admirer of Anand Mahindra as well. I think he's practically written the book on. personal branding via social media and engaging all kinds of people across segments you know business consumers pitches marketers people tech everything and the guy is an absolute rockstar yeah uh, smriti what's your favorite book the one book that you'd say all right just pick it up and read this is the one thing you have to read what's what uh, what's something that you've really enjoyed I mean, there are many fictional books, but uh, I think the the one uh, business book that I really enjoy, which I think is very very practical, is called the Eighteen Challenges of Leadership. You know, I mean, it's it's available uh, you know online as well, and uh, I really enjoyed that book. I thought it very very practical um, lessons for uh, leaders, so I would recommend that. And at what store would you like to max out your credit card? What is it that you really love splurging money on? I used to live in New York and uh, you know really enjoyed the city and the energy there and uh, one of my favorite stores is uh, Saks Fifth Avenue. I know I can max out my credit card uh, seriously in in that store. Uh and Smriti three things still left on your bucket list. I don't think I've seen enough of the world. Uh while I have traveled a lot uh, professionally I would definitely want to travel a lot more personally and just explore different uh, different parts of the world that's one thing the second is uh, you know i can't sing to save my life and uh, i would like to be able to uh, sing at least uh, reasonably before i die and you know the third is um, i guess uh, you know from a from a family perspective uh, i would definitely like to take more time out and do things with my daughter before she uh, you know grows too old and doesn't care for her parents anymore while she still thinks i'm uh, you know i'm so special and and i'm so uh, <laughs> interesting to her i would like to maximize that time if you didn't have to sleep smriti what would you do with all that extra time I would watch lots of movies. <laughs> you know, I think uh, movies are meant for you to lose yourself in and uh, there's such great movies, such a diverse spectrum of movies and uh, I would love to just, uh, you know, watch movies all night. What have you been binge watching of late uh, irrespective whether it's on satellite television or Netflix or Amazon or Hotstar? Is there something that you're really watching these days? I've seen uh, several of the shows, uh, you know, on Netflix largely and uh, you know, I really like Made in Heaven. You know, I'm catching up on Sacred Games the second season. It's a bit late in the day, but I started watching The Crown and uh, then it just got to a point where I just got hooked on to it and I needed to see all the way to the end. I think all of these are very interesting different dimensions different cultures so i love i love binge watching on netflix awesome and my final question smriti what's the one habit you'd suggest everyone should pick up it's quite contrary to what i've been saying but reading <laughs> you know i think uh, reading is very precious uh, i have been reading to my daughter since she was born and uh, i think she's developed that uh, you know interest for reading uh, and i worry now that she's going to be uh, you know focused a lot more on netflix which she already is Uh, but I do feel that I have a lot of books by my side, 
so to me it's always a, a debate between uh, should i pick up my ipad or should i pick up the book and i try to balance both i still love the the smell of the book and i think reading just makes you so much more uh, aware uh, whether it's fiction whether it is uh, newspapers you know what's going on in the world uh, definitely would recommend reading awesome that's a wrap on our podcast and you heard her smriti krishna singh chief human resources officer at flipkart on our podcast belong accelerate today on the theme diversity and inclusion the need for a transformative culture smriti thank you so much for joining us thank you for tuning in to belong accelerate we hope you enjoy this podcast please subscribe to belong accelerate on apple podcasts google podcasts stitcher iheartradio soundcloud or whatever podcast channel you choose to listen from if you like what you heard please give us a five star rating on your favorite podcast app If you have suggestions on themes and particular guests you would like us to cover, please tweet to us with hashtag #BelongAccelerate. See you on our next podcast. Ciao.